0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hi, this is Earl Oliver from Solely Vintage Wrestling. This is Raj Geary with WrestlingInc.com. This is Sean Reed, boxing writer and undercover low-key wrestling fan. And you're listening to Duke Love Wrestling. Woo! Welcome back to the Duclos Wrestling Podcast, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. What's going on out there, folks? I hope you and all your family members are safe out there. Again, this crazy COVID 19 pandemic, please, please make sure you're wearing your mask. Make sure you are washing your hands. I wear gloves. You know, I wear gloves, seriously. When I, when I go out of the house, I wear gloves. I don't want to touch doors. I don't want to be accidentally touching anything. Uh, So I wear gloves. I I have different sets of gloves as well. You know, the disposable kind and also reusable gloves that I just spray down and let dry overnight, then they're ready to go again. So I know somebody out there saying, oh, it's overkill. But I'm telling you, man, this, this pandemic is crazy. That guy who ran for president, Herman Cain, we just found out he passed away which is terrible. And one of his last tweets, he was talking about the fact that he did not want to wear a mask and he didn't feel that people should wear a mask. And he went to a rally, caught COVID-19 and unfortunately passed. So real sad stuff there. So please, I I don't want to have to mention any of you on the show in a similar light. Please wear your mask. Please wear your gloves. Please wash your hands. Be safe. That's right. Folks, I've been documenting this crazy weather here in, in sunny Boston, Massachusetts. We have been experiencing a crazy heat wave, and I believe this is either the second or the third one just over the past, I don't know, 45 days. It's crazy. You no know, multiple days of 90-plus degree weather. We cracked 100 degrees a few times. Just unbelievable, and, and it just, ugh. I feel like a big, sweaty pile of yuck. You ever feel like that? Well, it's just it's just yuck. All the air conditioning, all the fans, all the the whatever, doesn't matter. It's just yuck. Boy. I I don't know how it feels to wrestle in hundred degree weather and have all the lights shining bright and what have you, and then having to do that crazy workout like Ric Flair. Ric Flair could wrestle an hour in any kind of weather. I don't I don't know how that feels like, but just sitting around working and, and, and sweating my face off. If it feels anything like that, then God, I tip my hat to the nature boy and everybody else like him. That's for sure. You know, folks, you've been asking me for a long time to do a news episode, you know, just literally just a news-focused episode, get back into some of this wrestling nerd-type stuff. So I said, hey, you know what? I had a guest lined up, and I told them I'll, I'll utilize them next week Let's just do this. Let's just have a news episode because there are a lot of things that are going on. And you know me. You know the Duke. I got, I got an opinion on everything, right? Some folks like it. Some folks, eh, not so much. But you can always count on me having an opinion and sharing it. So I'm going to throw some things out there, do a little deep dive in some of these things, and at the end, I'm really going to deep dive into a, a hot topic that's going on as it relates to racism in pro wrestling. But before we get to that, hold on, let me, let me take a sip of my drink with my uh, Navita's organic powder in there. Oh my gosh, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Maca powder gives me that boost that I need especially when I'm dragging in this crazy hot weather. You know, I've been I've been taking my ice cube tray, filling it up, and then once that freezes, I get a Ziploc bag and I break up the ice, put it in the bag, do that a couple times throughout the day so I always have fresh ice, a lot of ice ready for me. And I blend that up with my juice of choice. We make my own fruit juice lately. And a little bit of that maca powder and boy, let me tell you something. Ready to go after that. So shout out to Navita's Organics. Those are my folks out there, good folks, great products that have helped keep the Duke safe during this COVID-19 pandemic. No doubt about that. But let me, let me dive into some of this wrestling stuff. And i want to start off with giving a shout out to Sasha Banks. Okay? Sasha Banks defeated Asuka officially to become the Raw Women's Champion once again. And not to mention, you know, she's a tag team champion as well with Bayley. So she is a double champion just like Bayley is, which is just incredible. Incredible. Sasha and Bayley are doing some of their best work. I think this is Bayley's best work. I think, Sasha, this is pretty close. Obviously, that crazy run she had in NXT was amazing for Sasha. And even on the main roster, her feud with Charlotte Flair, I mean, that's the stuff of legend. But... I'm telling you, man, these two are without a doubt the most compelling aspect of WWE television right now. I would say Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Asuka. Those three in particular are just so compelling. It's just great stuff. Every time you see them on the screen, they just do a really great job. So shout out to all of them, but especially Sasha. She's living her best life right now, man. And if you check out Her Instagram and her Twitter, you'll see she's living her best life. It's just, it's awesome, awesome to see, you know. Which I'll tell you, if you if you check out the Duke Loves Wrestling Twitter or Facebook feed, you know that, and obviously you listen to the show, you know that when it comes to women's wrestling, I am a stickler about that. I stay on top of women's wrestling, okay. I I've been a big fan of women's wrestling all the way to the beginning. Okay, I grew up on rock and wrestling with Wendy Wendy Richter and obviously Mula with her no good self. Um, big fan of women's wrestling. Magnificent Mimi, and then later on with the with the LPWA and and Glow, and seeing folks like Medusa, who later became a blaze. Obviously Manami Toyota when I was doing tape trading, and I got to figure out who she was, the crush gals. Like, man, I love women's wrestling. I'm not just a fan of women's wrestling. I love women's wrestling. And I never feel that it's less than watching men wrestle. It's, it's just wrestling to me, right? What the women in WWE are doing right now is far and away so much more interesting and compelling that it just boggles my mind how anyone could be okay with only one women's match per week on any program and i'm going to i'm going to focus on wwe for a second because we do have this strange turn of events where you know we'll go a good stretch where we get multiple women's matches and multiple content you know interviews and things of that nature segments and it's all good And then we'll turn around and we'll get these other issues. And it's just ridiculous. And I'm telling you, folks, it's 2020. We cannot allow that. We cannot allow women to be treated like less than because we know that we have a pay gap. And we need to continue to chip away at that until that is erased, right? So when I watch what Sasha and and Bailey are doing right now, I mean, they're carrying SmackDown and Raw and they'll go down to NXT and help them out too. It's amazing. And what Io Shirai is doing down in NXT is some great stuff too. And, and hey, look, she got a great supporting cast there. Candice LeRae and Dakota Kai and you know Lady Kane. I like to call her Lady Kane. Um, she has a good supporting cast down there too. So it's just, it's a, what a time to be a wrestling fan. And to see such great women's content. And WWE is not the exception because when you look at Impact Wrestling and what they're doing, I have a lot of time for Tasha Steeles and Nevea. And I think Jordan Grace is finally in a, in a pretty good groove in her own right as well. Obviously, Taya Val- Valkyrie is amazing. I, just, I have a lot of time for these characters. Rosemary does a great job. i got a lot of time for these characters. And I think that the sky is the limit. So I give plenty of kudos to these companies that feature women's wrestling and they take it seriously because when you don't, you are perpetuating this weird stereotype that somehow women are less than. And I just don't believe in that. I don't subscribe to it. I don't accept it. And I call it out every time I see it. If you've been paying attention, you notice that I've been calling out AEW on this issue for a while now. But I'm going to give AEW kudos on something for a second here. Cody Rhodes went out of his way a few days back. I asked him again if there are any men getting paid more than the more experienced women on the roster. And Cody said no. And we told you from the beginning that, especially entry-level, entry-level women and entry-level men are getting paid the same. This is what Cody said, and I got to take his word for it. So I'm going to give AEW credit for that if that's the case, right? They didn't define what entry-level means, but that's another issue there. But here's my question next, and it's the same question I've been asking. Why are we pathologically only getting one women's match per week? on AEW Dynamite, the TV show, the moneymaker, the number one thing that they have going. There is a lack of value in wrestlers who are on TV the least, for the most part. We know that, and I keep bringing that fact up. So when you feature women less on TV, you put yourself from a negotiating standpoint where you could say to them, I'm not going to increase your contract or I may even cut your contract because you're not as valuable to me on television as a, as a television property, as something that helps the company for our advertisers, for our viewers, et cetera. We've been able to be successful without featuring you more. So I don't necessarily need to pay you more because what am I paying you more for? Now you look at a guy like, like jungle boy You look at a guy like Marco Stunt. You look at a guy like Ward Lowe. You think these guys are not going to make more money when they sign their next deal? They're on TV all the time. They're in the main event. They're having these high-profile matches. They're being promoted on social media like crazy leading up to the TV appearances. So, of course, they're going to be featured more. Meanwhile, you you look at some of these women, like Big Swole. I don't know where she's been. Nyla Rose. Britt Baker is injured. I get that. And they've been using her in skits, which is nice. You got somebody like Diamante, who, you know, Diamante is, is experienced. She's been on TV for years. She's been on WoW Superheroes and Impact. I think she's she got some Ring of Honor TV experience, too. I don't understand. She should be on TV every week in addition to other women's matches. I don't understand. She had a solid match with Sheeta the other night, which was interesting. It kind of exposed Sheeta for me because I, I don't understand how she's champion when clearly Diamante could eat her up at any moment. That's a whole other story. But but Sheeta was, you know, she was bucking up, she was doing her thing. I enjoyed the match. I think we have a lot of folks who try to come up with reasons to discredit women and they'll they'll say ridiculous things like well you know they they're not as good on tv they need more training okay if you feel the entire roster of aew women are not good enough to be on television then why the hell did the company hire them at all are you telling me there aren't tv ready women out there Because Santana Garrett, who just recently got signed by the WWE, and she's in NXT, and she's very experienced. She's on TV, right? Come on. Come on. It's a bunch of baloney. Nevaeh just got brought back into Impact. She's on TV. She was on Wild Superheroes on TV before, too. Come on. There are TV-ready and TV-experienced women out there. There's no reason why AEW can't have these women. It's ridiculous. Diamante is, is, is part of uh, Wild WoW superheroes. You couldn't grab some more of those women from over there to, to, to come over on AEW? Come on, stop it. Which brings me to my point. You know, People were celebrating this whole notion that they're going to have this tag team tournament to crown the first AEW women's tag team champions. And that's great. And everybody was throwing that out there. Oh, see, Duke, they're they're dedicating themselves to women's wrestling. See, it's great. Okay. They announced that the tag team tournament is going to be its own show on YouTube, on the AEW YouTube channel, not on TV. They're not featuring more women's matches on AEW Dynamite, the TV show, The Moneymaker. They're sticking these ladies on YouTube. And not only are they sticking them on YouTube, they're not even putting them on dark. They're putting them on a a whole separate show. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Especially when women main event in WWE and Impact and all these other places. It's ridiculous. So I'm going to keep calling AEW out on this stuff, and that's just the way it's going to be. You all know that you hear that somebody said to me man you're you're so consistent as if that were a knock consistency is the key this isn't a gimmick this is real life man i really believe that women should not be treated less than that's real and let me say this again (laughs) for anyone new listening i got a whole inbox full of wrestlers all different genders from all over the world and you know what they keep saying to me? And some of them are, are are pretty prominent, by the way. You know what they keep saying to me? Thank you. Keep going. Keep bringing it up. Please don't stop. We need your voice. Thank you. Thank you for calling attention to these issues. So you tell me which, what I should do here. Because... And I know you folks have experienced this in your lives as well, whether it be pro wrestling or something else. If you've ever been on Twitter, let's say, you deal with this person or persons with these fake accounts. Maybe they have 10 followers. Maybe they have zero followers. Maybe the account was just made a week ago. But they got plenty to say when you call out whatever they support. So in this case, if I say, hey, we need more women's wrestling on on TV, AEW, WWE, everybody, get your stuff together. And then you see these little troll accounts come in. Folks, anybody listening right there, if you got one of those troll accounts, I'm telling you right now, I'm just going to, I'm not even going to respond to you anymore. Sick of you. Talk to me on your real page. Talk to me on your real page. I'm serious. Because, see, on my page, my picture is up there. It's not hard to find. Duke loves wrestling. It's easy to find. Right? I'm a real person with a real established show. You Google it, you'll see what's up. There's no hiding here. So, talk to me on your real page. Put your real name on it, put your real persona on it. Let's talk. You want to come on the show? and tell me that women don't deserve to be on TV? Come on. Let's go. Put your name on it. You won't. <laughs> Serious, folks. And there were valid issues out there. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that women's wrestling is perfect. It's far from it. But wrestling in general was far from perfect. Right? There are there things that happen that just don't make sense. As much as I love the fact that Sasha and Bailey are double champions, you know, Amber Moon brought up the fact that there are women sitting in the back who are who healthy and ready to wrestle, and yet you, you tie up four championships, or three championships, on two women. It's crazy. And I think that's a good point. But then I think back to Big Vito Legrazo, friend of the show. Who pointed out that somebody like Nia Jax, when she's in the ring, she's injuring somebody. When she's out of the ring, she's doing TikTok. And the combination of the two, don't mix. Work on your craft. I think it's a fair statement. And Vito, he predicted, he said, look, she's going to be, you know, doing the favors for folks, and they're going to take her off of TV because she doesn't seem focused. Sure enough, she hasn't been around. Then she comes back and then she's gone for another how many months? Then she comes back like Monday. You know, she took her, she took her Twitter page down because people started calling her the queen of TikTok, which, you know, shout out to Big Vito. He came up with that originally. Queen of TikTok. She's a professional TikToker who's still injuring people when she gets into the wrestling ring. You figure it out. There are real problems out there. I don't know why Naomi is not in a legitimate feud for a championship, that's a real problem. Ruby Riot, Ruby Riot should be challenging for a championship. It's a real problem. So there, there, are always things that can be improved upon. I think Nevaeh over an Impact. I think Nevaeh and Tasha Steeles could be a main event for the Impact Women's Championship, the Knockout Championship, and I hope that happens sooner rather than later because those two can go, man. Those are real problems. But I can't talk about the in-ring issues when the company itself doesn't even dedicate themselves to the athletes themselves. So we got to take a piece at a time. Right? I got to take it a piece at a time. So that's definitely something that I, I'm going to continue to beat the, the drum about. And I'll beat the drone about another thing here. NXT champion Keith Lee. Exciting. Easy to, to, to get behind and support. Good guy. Take the microphone out of his hands, please. Do not put the microphone back in Keith Lee's hands. Every time he opens his mouth, I stop believing. Can we give this guy a mouthpiece, please? That's so hard. I don't know why Malcolm Bivens is not Keith Lee's manager. It makes no sense to me. That's a perfect fit. Perfect fit. And Keith Lee, quite frankly, he needs to be closer to a heel than this, this nice guy. Look how big he is. Come on. He grabbed Cameron Grimes by the throat and threw him the other day. Cameron Grimes is about as big as I am. How the hell can anybody support that? Come on. I don't like the way Keith Lee's being booked. But it starts with the fact that he shouldn't be doing promos. Give this guy a manager, please. Please. It makes me wonder, too, because, you know, you see with Adam Cole – who lost the NXT championship to Keith Lee. He was on that ridiculous show the other day, and he's yelling at the host and all this other stuff. Clearly, it's a work, and that's fine. It's generating some kind of buzz. It, it, it trended on on uh, Twitter and all that good stuff there. I commend WWE there, at least trying something. Pat McAfee, it was on his show. They're at least trying something. But I I did not miss the fact that McAfee sat in his chair. He didn't get up because if he got up and he stood next to Adam Cole, that would be the end of that. (laughs) So we got to keep that in mind, folks. It's fun. It's fun. I want to give a shout-out to Ricky Starks. You know, he was in the NWA and did a great job there. Now he's in AEW, and he cut a promo on AEW Dynamite which was just fantastic and you know they have him paired with that Brian Cage who should never do a promo so I was happy about that but it just goes to show what happens when you take a black wrestler and you put a mic in their hand and you put them on TV what could possibly happen of course Ricky got over because he's Ricky Starks he's one of the brightest stars in the entire wrestling industry as I've been saying for a few years now I am all in on Ricky Starks. And I think it's a shame that AEW, his first match in, they had him lose to Cody, and then they busted him down to dark. And, and somebody, you know, I was complaining online, a bunch of other people were. Suddenly he's back on Dynamite. He better stay on Dynamite. Ricky Starks needs to be on television with a microphone in his hand, cutting promos, and then wrestling. That's the way it should be. And he was in a match with Johnny Moxley. was in that match, and, and that interaction was very interesting. It was entertaining. Ricky Starks versus John Moxley should be the headline of a special event. There's a lot of magic that could happen there, and Moxley might actually look like a halfway decent wrestler if Ricky Starks is in there with him because Ricky can guide him the right way. Well, shout out to Ricky Starks. I'm all in on that dude. Solid. I'll tell you what I'm not all in on. What's up with this, this racism in wrestling? Now, something came out this week where, and I guess it happened years ago, but there was videos of, from Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, which was run by Excalibur, you know, the AEW commentator. He's calling Human Tornado the N-word over and over again. He's cutting promos, and he's calling the human tornado the N-word. And Kevin Owens is in there in at least one instance where he's calling Sami Zayn, who's under a mask as El Generico, he's calling him the N-word as well. Now, let me start with Kevin Owens. I think the WWE should suspend him. That should have never happened. And I understand it happened before he was in WWE, but I don't care. They should suspend him. He needs to go through some sensitivity training. They suspended Hulk Hogan. Why can't you suspend Kevin Owens? It's just a question. And as for (laughs) Excalibur, you know, and, and speaking of Hulk Hogan, Tony Khan, the president of All Elite Wrestling, made the statement that Hulk Hogan is banned from ever being in AEW or attending AEW events, what have you. And Tony Khan martyred himself, you know, I, how could I talk to my black friends and the, and the football players? How could I look them in the eye if I let a guy like Hulk Hogan in, on, in here when he said the things that he said? Okay. Okay. And I praise Tony Khan for that, all Right. I think that's a that's a great hardline stance to take and it, it leaves no room for interpretation. That's good stuff. Well, Excalibur is actually under contract. Hulk Hogan is not under contract with AEW, never was. But Excalibur is under contract. And it's a fact <laughs> in the promotion that he, at least at the time, ran, was out there saying the N-word over and over again. And since he was in charge, you know, he was. He was booking it that way. Now I know some of you out there. Well, you know Duke, Human Tornado. He he was right there. He allowed it to happen. He's friends with them. Really? Do I need to go into detail about the the power dynamics of systemic racism and how a guy that runs the company, so basically your boss, in an industry? where there are very few people of color in an industry where it's very difficult to get work, your boss, the guy that pays you, right? Comes up to you and says to you, I'm going to say the N word. I'm going to let everybody else say it too. And we're going to call you the N word and we're going to record it. We're going to send it out to the world. If you want to keep your job, what are you going to do? That's what systemic racism will do to you, man. Right? So do I fault human tornado? No. I think it's a tragedy that that poor guy had to sit there and endure that. And human, human tornado, he tweeted at me, and, and I didn't really understand the tweet. He said, bro, you don't, you don't stick up for me or something ridiculous like that. I guess what he was trying to say is, He was okay with it, and I shouldn't be speaking out on it. Well, Human Tornado, it's bigger than you. It's not just about you. It's about the issue itself. And again, I'm not going to badmouth you personally over this issue because I think you were in a position where, because of the power dynamics, you didn't really have much of a choice. You had to put up with it if you wanted to make a payday. And at the time, PWG was one of the few companies to employ you consistently. I checked the match record, by the way. I saw where you worked during those years. But it got me to thinking, folks, and this is what really irritates me. Kevin Owens and Excalibur and Sami Zayn and Human Tornado, they're all involved. A few other guys, I don't know who the hell they are, don't care. But these folks in particular, three white guys and a black guy, The other two guys were two white guys, too, by the way. Human Tornado is the least successful in the wrestling industry out of the bunch. Human Tornado had to retire. He never made it to WWE. He never made it to to Impact Wrestling. He never made it to AEW, right? He was never a champion in Ring of Honor, even though he did have a little run in Ring of Honor at one point. Kevin Owens, he was ROH champion and he, and he, he uh, made it to the WWE WWE NXT champion, WWE champion on the number one wrestling program in the history of the industry on in Raw, number two program in SmackDown. Kevin Owens has gotten the world. And Excalibur, is, is, he was the number one commentator for AEW allegedly the number two pro wrestling company in the the United States of America. See, those guys have benefited. The N-word users, right? They've benefited. They've gotten breaks. They've gotten opportunities. And they've seized those opportunities. They worked hard, sure. Human Tornado, the guy who had to sit there on the receiving end of being called the worst word you could possibly call someone. Never made it anywhere beyond the Indies, right? And don't tell me he never worked hard enough. And don't tell me he was never good enough because he was nowhere less talented than those other guys. So can you imagine the tragedy of having to be called the N-word in front of the world over and over again in order to keep your job? And never making it, despite the fact that you were just as talented as everybody else. Meanwhile, the guys who were throwing out the racial slurs at you, which, yes, that makes them a racist. You call somebody the N-word. Yes, you're a racist. You can quote me on that. Yes, you're a racist. Yes, when when you run the company and you book it that way and you encourage people to do that and you do it over and over again yourself. Yes, you're a racist. I don't give a damn Excalibur. I'll tell you to your face. I know you're afraid of that word. You all are afraid of that word, as if the word is somehow more scary than the act, as if calling you a racist is somehow worse than you actually doing the thing that proves you're a damn racist, right? Those guys, they got the big time jobs. They're on TV every week. They're celebrated. Human tornado, where the hell has he been? I'm telling you, folks, we can have these conversations. I'm okay with that. We need to clean it up, man. Pro wrestling, the sport that we love, we need to clean it up. And somebody reached out to me, and they said, well, you know, Duke, Vince McMahon said the N-word before. How come you're not talking about him? Well, who says I never talked about him? Of course I talked about him. You think I'm okay with Vince McMahon saying the N-word? Give me a break. I'm not. <laughs> never was. Never will be. It should have never happened. It was unacceptable. But let's talk about the context of, of what happened there, right? Let's dig into that. Vince McMahon, during a program, walked by John Cena, looked at him and said, what's up, my N-word? Right? Right? talking to him as if he's saying something positive to him, which the word is not positive no matter who uses it. Not my book. But the context of what he was saying, he was not calling him a racial slur. He was using ridiculous, unacceptable slang to try to say something positive. And it was a failure. That is not the same as what Human Tornado and Kevin Owens did. They explicitly utilize the word as a slur. That's a fact. You cannot deny that. So both issues can be dissected, and they're both wrong, but let's make sure we put them in their proper context. I saw some Hammenegger say, well, you know, back then it was more acceptable. Back when? What, 10, 15 years ago? Back when? When when was it ever acceptable to call somebody the N-word? Other than slavery when, again, you had the slave masters calling people the N-word because that was the word that they used in order to let you know that you were less than, right? And I know some knuckleheads are going to say, well, you know, Duke, black people call each other the N-word too. That doesn't make it right. Context is important, but that doesn't make it right regardless of the context. But don't deflect it. Don't what about whataboutism this issue. Never in my life have I ever seen a wrestling storyline where calling someone the N-word was the thing that you would do to get heat. What What a friggin' embarrassment. Well, come on, Duke, man. You sound a little upset. Well, I am upset. I think this is unacceptable, man. And shame on AEW and Tony Khan because he has not come out with a definitive statement yet on this. And I don't understand why not, because this isn't new news. It's just now gaining more notoriety, but it's not new. I saw an article going back to like 2013 about this. And another thing, you, you pro wrestling media sites, very few of you are covering this issue and don't worry, I'm keeping track. Shame on you. Half of you are signing NDAs so you can party with Tony Khan. Shame on you. Allowing this guy to buy media so you guys won't hold his company accountable for garbage, but yet you will call out the WWE if, if they sneeze. Shame on you. Somebody said, well, come on, you're, you're just a WWE. Even Cody Rose said, come on, man, I know you just like WWE. Okay. I mean, let me tell you, let me, let me peel back the curtain on something, folks. The WWE does not consider Duke Loves Wrestling any kind of ally of theirs because I've held them accountable since day one on this show. I've had Big Vito come on to talk about CTE. Rodney Mack talked about being lied to and racism. Bob Backlund has come on and talked about being lied to. Ken Shamrock has come on and talked about being lied to. Jazz has come on and talked about being lied to. Manny Fernandez said he told Vince McMahon to go F himself. All all on this show, these things were were, were stated, right? Right? Susan Tex Green told the story about Vince McMahon Sr. Trying to screw her out of something try to get the belt back from her after she took it from from, uh, Fabulous Moolah on a real shoot. You think that they're looking at me favorably when that sort of things are being revealed on my show? Google it. WWE doesn't consider me any kind of friend. I had a major network reach out to me recently for a major project in partnership with the WWE. Screen test and all kinds of stuff. And this thing got down to the wire. The network wanted me. It was a, it was a done deal. The WWE killed it. Because they're not happy with the things that have been brought to light from this show. And the fact that I continue to provide a platform for people to come on this show and tell the truth. Especially about the WWE. So no. This isn't I'm not a WWE quote-unquote stan. I'm not trying to say the WWE is the end all be all to anybody. I just tell the truth. They're a successful company. And when you say they're not successful, let's dissect that. Let's take a look and let's count all the ways and see where the truth is. I think the product they're putting out right now is entertaining for them. enough for me. Could be better, of course, but I enjoy it, especially the women's content. Some of the best women's wrestlers in history are in the WWE right now. But that doesn't mean that they get a pass from me. They never do. I call them out for their BS all the time. So don't give me that nonsense when you hear me say something about AEW. Whoever's earned it is going to get it. (laughs) That's the way it goes, right? That's the way it goes. I think it's important, folks to use your voice to elevate conversation and advocate for what you feel is right. But don't deflect and don't make excuses. Lean into it and hit it head on. And I think if we do that, it's a lot easier for people to respect where you're coming from. But you make sure you do your research before you start calling folks out. That's important. There's a lot of folks out there that try to paint the picture of what I say on this show or what I say online as being anti. I'm not anti any promotion. I'm just anti the business practices when they don't make sense or when they're unacceptable. That's all. Because if you love pro wrestling, then you want to support the healthiest possible way to Deliver pro wrestling on a consistent basis, right? Just a thought. And again, the wrestlers themselves, they reach out to me and they tell me on a consistent basis they appreciate what I do. Why would I ever stop? And I am literally doing it for them. Why would I ever stop? The more I advocate for women, the more their matches are, are on TV, the more money they can make, the more they can feed their families, the more they can continue to, to do the job that they 've dedicated their lives to do. What is the problem here? What am I doing wrong? Think about that. I know we have summerslam coming up, and there has been some rumors that they 've been looking into places like New Hampshire and Rhode Island and nonsense like that give me a break. Boston canceled all special events, I think through September, probably through October. So SummerSlam was, was nixed for then. I was supposed to be involved with that. I had a, I had a major deal going on for uh, SummerSlam as well. I was going to be very much involved in a few things, including hosting my a, a live event. But this whole COVID-19 stuff, man, hey, look, we <laughs> got to be careful. So I understand why we canceled here in Boston. But SummerSlam is not happening in, in any New England state unless it's Connecticut on in inside the uh, WWE headquarters again. But I understand where the concern is because Florida is a cesspool of COVID-19. They're in bad shape. Because the leadership there is so poor, they've allowed this thing to balloon into something that's out of control. And that's unfortunate. But here we are. And a lot of wrestlers who tested positive, listen, I, w- I want to give a shout out to Ric Flair. He's my favorite wrestler of all time. and I love Ric Flair. He's a, he's a hero of mine in a lot of ways. But damn you, Ric Flair, how dare you go out without wearing a mask, even if it was just to go into the Starbucks drive-thru when your wife has been, has been battling COVID-19 for a couple of weeks now. It's ridiculous. And you ought to be ashamed of yourself for that. Quote me on that. Looking ahead, though, folks, I'll tell you, I'm very excited about where Impact Wrestling is going. Their show on TV, Tuesdays on Access TV, has just been so much better than anything they've produced in years. Even their wacky stuff somehow, some way, makes sense. It's amazing what happens when people start writing things episodically and and they tie it together so there's some kind of continuation of something so keep an eye out for impact I think that they're going to continue to do great things I'm excited I'm excited and shout out to Zach Ryder or Matt Cardona whatever he wants to call himself today he just debuted with AEW the other day that was interesting so there's that there's that Duke Loves Wrestling on Twitter, on Facebook, at Duke Loves Wrestling on Gmail. You can record yourselves asking a question. I'll play it on air. Got no problem with that. Shoot me a message. Let me know. A lot of you, you have no issues with calling me out on Twitter, which I enjoy. I I welcome it. I will respond to every single one of you. You may not like the response, but you're going to get one. That's for damn sure. (laughs) Next week, we'll get back to doing some interviews. But I just wanted to you know, drop a few things that are on my mind this week. You folks have been asking for it, so there it is. Until next week, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. Please be safe out there. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. three. Mr. Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.